Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Altris. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Our guest today is Marshall Norman. He joined the Good Jobs Hawaii team in August of 2023 as the program manager for the Good Jobs Challenge grant. With over 17 years in public-private non-profit partnerships, Marshall's professional practice has centered on advancing social impact programming with a specific focus on career technical education, workforce development, and economic opportunity advancement. Prior to coming on board with Good Jobs Hawaii, Marshall served as the site director for Hawaii Job Corps Maui. Located on Maui, Marshall served as vice president for the Maui Nonprofit Directors Association and on the Maui County Workforce Development Board Youth and Program Committee. For his Master of Education in Adult Learning and Global Change from the University of British Columbia, he explored the global impact of work-based and workplace experiential learning in adults. Welcome, Marshall. Hey, it's so good to be here. Thank you for coming. Well, I can't wait to go into that general kind of concept of the global impact of work-based and experiential learning. Let's do that in just a minute. But let's get right to speaking about Good Jobs Hawaii and give us kind of an overview of what you do, and then we can delve more deeply into it. Yeah, and so a little bit about what Good Jobs Hawaii is. Good Jobs Hawaii is a $35 million workforce development grant portfolio that's currently being operated by the University of Hawaii. And so it consists of three funds that uh, from the U.S. Department of Education, the largest one is from the Economic Development Agency, and then we have a subsidiary fund from the city and county of Honolulu. And what it does is it provides uh, career technical training and education for adults that are going to lead to advancement or attainment of employment. Most of the programs that we're running are within one year or or less in, in duration, but they span an area of four different sectors. So we're working with uh, the IT sector to train individuals to uh to fulfill in-demand IT occupations. We're working with the clean energy and skilled trade sectors to match participants up with jobs in clean energy. The healthcare sector is our actual largest sector, and we're seeing a lot of growth and development from individuals starting their career pathway as, say, a medical assistant or a certified medical assistant, with then walking that into a licensed nurse practitioner, into then even uh, bachelor's in nursing, and so on. And so we're really trying to orchestrate all these different career pathways for individuals to see that success in a good job. The final career sector that we're continuing to operate and piloting is the creative industry sector. And that's just working with different organizations and industry from creative industry, hearing what their needs are for their industry, and then developing the training programs and the participant pipeline of individuals to be trained so they can be uh, employees within creative industries and find career growth within that industry sector. That's really important, isn't it? Listening to what the industries want. Yes. So the creative one is kind of a fairly new one that yep. Hawaii is taking on board. Yeah. You know, KS has their big new mm -hmm. um, incentive for creative. And also the AI uh, world is just advancing like every week, it seems. Um, how, how much of your work is really listening to 
these newer industries and then going out and sort of creating the courses where you can then go and find the people who are going to do the work. Yeah. And I would say that's a really, really fun thing about Good Jobs Hawaii. And I think that's one of the things that actually sets Good Jobs Hawaii apart from other workforce development initiatives that I've been a part of or that I've seen out there is that it's really looking at that industry voice gathering those critical industry members together, hearing what their needs are, really focusing in on that, and then really trying to, I would say, work backwards, knowing what that end result is and work backwards to really create the training programs that are going to support those immediate needs for industry. Now, it, it sounds really good in theory. It does take a lot of time because you want to ensure that when we're speaking with industry representatives and the programs that they're saying are needed for a viable workforce and career development within their areas, we want to attach it to to actual jobs that are going to be there when the training's completed. But with that industry feedback and involvement, I really feel like it it brings industries so they're actually another um, critical entity in the entire training pipeline. They're not just a bystander that that gets uh, part participants who are trained on the end. They're actually part of that training program and part of that training pathway. And I think that's one thing that Good Jobs Hawaii has done and is a real hallmark of this project is getting the industry voice from healthcare, from creative industries, from clean energy and skilled trades, and from IT to really be out in the forefront. And then with the University of Hawaii Community College Systems that administers the Good Jobs Hawaii program, then we can create the training programs that they need in order to to fulfill the good jobs or the careers that they have available. It's really interesting, isn't it? How much now, and I think post-COVID, that there was a shift, you know, regarding employment and training, but how much we've realized it's so important to go and create the right jobs for the right people. Because after COVID, the biggest complaint we hear from everyone is we don't have enough staff. We can't staff it. Yeah. And you know what? And we saw this. I mean, this was such a huge thing in our state. And we saw, hey, you know what? After COVID, we're going to have so many jobs. All the workers are going to to come back and we're going to come back, you know, so much stronger. And what we found after COVID and wasn't just in our state, it was also also felt nationally as well, too, is that all those workers did not necessarily come back into the workforce or come back into the jobs that they left during COVID. And so we really saw this, you know, extremely low um, unemployment. And we were looking at, well, is it labor market participation? Are people not just coming back? And I think there's a variety of reasons that it happened with that individual worker during COVID. Maybe they had during the pandemic, they really reassessed what they oh, wanted to 100%. do, right? Yeah. You know, their value system might have changed. And then they could have also looked for different opportunities that said, hey, I did this career for X number of years prior to the pandemic. I don't know if there's a future for for me in that. I want a career or career pathway that's going to lead to further development, that's going to lead to a future. And I think also when we are looking at individuals and workforce, sometimes we think that 
a career pathway is extremely, extremely linear. You're on one pathway and it's going to lead to one destination and you have to do that pathway from the time that you graduate high school, that you go into university and, and you complete, where we see, no, that the pathway we really want to look at is more like stepping stones or building blocks that each opportunity that an uh, individual takes in the development of their career pathway is going to develop into something bigger. It's going to bridge into something further, but it could take different avenues or different path or or different uh, paths, no pun intended, that the individual might not have necessarily seen when they began that training. And I think that's one thing that we really look for with Good Jobs Hawaii is to ensure that the credentials and the skills that individuals are learning is that they're stackable, that they're applicable specifically to the industry that they're training in, but also it's going to give them a sense of deeper identity, purpose, and skills for just working in general. I call that getting ready to be ready to be ready, is that every single thing you're doing in your life, if you understand that it's part of you on a path, you're always going to be ready for whatever Mm -hmm. is just around the corner. Hey, who's eligible for um, good jobs Hawaii, whether it's for the the challenge grant, whether it's for just coming onto programs, who is it open to? Yeah. So, you know, the main eligibility requirement to participate in a Good Jobs uh, Hawaii training is that the individual needs to be a resident of the state of Hawaii. Good Jobs Hawaii is for industry here in Hawaii. It's support good jobs that we have in our state, and it's to ensure that we have a workforce that is needs to stay and and find fulfillment and growth in their occupations here in Hawaii. So Hawaii residents have resident. to live here, but yes. what about other qualifications? Age, yeah. Yeah. education, background? Age individuals need to be at least 16 years of age or older. Again, we want to ensure that an individual can go into an occupation within six months of completing good jobs training or see uh development or upskilling in their current job within six months of developing, uh, of completing training. So they have to be at least 16 years of age. They do need a high school diploma or be concurrently enrolled in a high school diploma. That one is, I mean, we know that high school diploma and that credential is really probably that first doorway that an individual needs to have open for them to work into the the labor market. The other qualification and the fourth qualification an individual would need is that they need to be a U.S. uh, US citizen or uh, have permanent residency status within the United States. But those are the only four qualifications that an individual needs in order to apply for a Good Jobs Hawaii program, which I think is pretty outstanding knowing the different qualifications that are out there for other workforce development programs. And how about an upper age limit? Because we are seeing, because of the job market, we are seeing people who really thought they were retiring actually coming back and doing other things. It's all about lifelong learning, right? <laughs> yeah. So if an individual is wants to continue to participate and continue to undertake uh, training and, and skill development, wants to learn uh, something new, and they really are committed to completing that training and are really committed to, you know, taking a concerted effort to pursue a career path in one of our four industry areas, there's no age restriction or boundary there. 
That's that's really fun to know. Um, tell us, you, you told us at the beginning sort of the general categories and all the different d- sort of divisions of the workforce that you are involved with. Give us some kind of, you know, it's always good to hear success stories, your favorite kind of stories. Give us some examples of, of people that you are putting into the right places. You know, I think some of the success stories that we hear from participants is that Good Jobs Hawaii, since it's rolled out across the University of Hawaii community college system, individuals don't, they can really be within any area of the state or any any county of the state in order to participate in Good Jobs Hawaii training. They just have to find if that training is being offered at their local um Hawaii, their local um, University of Hawaii Community College campus. And so one of the success stories that I can think is an individual that I worked with in the Carpentry Pre-Apprenticeship Program. And they came in and they had some foundational skills in in carpentry, but, you know, they never, they, they didn't necessarily have any further ways to to develop or train those skills, but they're getting at this, this, um, period of time where they wanted, they're eager to, to learn more and they're eager to learn more of the actual industry and put those skills to test. And so I saw this individual then sign up for Good Jobs Hawaii training, further refine those skills in carpentry pre-apprenticeship. And then because of the Good Jobs Hawaii training program, that individual was then able to get uh you know, internship with uh, with a company that was partnered with the apprenticeship training program. That individual was really successful in that that apprenticeship, and when that individual um, went back to to their home address, then they're able to join uh, the carpenters union as an apprentice. And if that program wasn't there and it wasn't funded by Good Jobs Hawaii, that individual would have had a lot more. I, I would say more difficulty making that transition from their training into I- employment. And so with the Good Jobs Hawaii training um, there, it provided them the competencies, the skills, and ultimately the confidence that they really needed needed in order to make that successful transition into registered apprenticeship. And so that's just one of the many um one of the many, I would think, success stories that we have of participants coming through the Good Jobs Hawaii training program. It really is like you're just guiding, you're putting people onto a path and saying, if you follow this path and if you come to class and if you complete the course, absolutely, there is somebody waiting to give you a job because we already know that they need you. Yeah. And that's where it really, again, comes back to getting industry involved with the Good Jobs Hawaii program and getting that, getting industry also excited to, to, so that we can work with them and then we can pair them up with maybe it's an individual participant or maybe it's a full class cohort that's coming out of a training program and align them up with the jobs that are going to be available for them upon graduation. From industry side, it, lines up really well because they can count on, hey, I, I think I'm going to have, you know, this skill set of workers coming in to fill X number of vacant positions that that we have. And it builds a lot of confidence in the participant knowing that, hey, they have a really good shot of getting a good occupation and a good job upon their completion of creating of uh, upon their completion of a good jobs training program. It really is a win-win, isn't it? I mean, it's across the board in industry right now. You know, it, it's people's biggest fear. Where are my 
workers going to be coming from? And we've been fortunate in recent months here to be highlighting programs like yours in all different sectors. And it's, this comes down to the same thing. It comes down to how can we train people, very young people, how can we get them as young as possible and get them into very exciting new industries in Hawaii? And I think I, I really do think that we're entering a whole new era of being able to provide skilled workers for great paying jobs, which eventually will mean that more young people can stay in Hawaii and hopefully buy homes. And that is all really long-term, very important. You know, I'm really interested to hear a little bit more about your your passion for, um, I know that you obviously really enjoy this whole industry so much, but tell us a little bit about the global impact of work-based and workplace learning in adults. Why does that have such an impact? Why is it so important to get them into these trainings? You know, and I, I think sometimes it really, we look that we think a lot of times that learning might only take place within a classroom or within a formal setting. I mean, we're talking about that right now. We're talking about specific trainings that then result on result in competencies that individuals have that then make them more employable. What I really like, you know, about kind of workplace, work-based or experiential learning is that it when an individual really is able to capitalize on that learning that they had within a formal education setting, it really comes into fruition and practice when they're in the the workplace and or they're in some sort of an internship type program. I think that's really fascinating. And a lot of times I think as workers, we think our learning may have stopped. Oh, we learned that in university and and now we're done. Now we're complete. But I think if we look back at our career journeys, we will see that there were so many things that uh, assisted us within our, our development, within the skills that we were, we were able to gain to be successful in work that we gained not within the classroom, but actually in work it, itself. And I think that's one thing too, that we also have to have to highlight. And that's why I've said a, a few times now that, you know, industry and employers, they are participants in, you know, this entire training program it just doesn't end at the university, but they are participants because we know that that individual's training is going to continue on, especially when that individual is entering a career that's brand new to, to them. They might not have just the, you know, basic knowledge of skills of what they need to do in order to be successful within that career area. And I think that's one of the things that is also really exciting to, to explore and really shouldn't be overlooked when we're looking at workforce development programs. It's spring almost, and your spring semester is about to start. Just give us a quick overview of some of the courses. You know, there might be people listening who think, oh, that sounds like one for me. Yeah, exactly. So spring semester has, you know, basically it commenced at uh, the start of January for the University of Hawaii Community College Systems. But that we... Um, offer trainings in line with the semester uh, college system. However, we do have training starting at, at different points of time. So if an individual is interested in Good Jobs Hawaii training, I would refer most individuals to go to the Good Jobs Hawaii website. If an individual types in goodjobshawaii.org, that will take them to the Good Jobs Hawaii website. And that way, the individual can then explore a whole variety of different uh, career and 
trainings that may interest them. And we do have them set up in categories from clean energy to healthcare, um, creative industries and, and skilled trades. So an individual will, will select from one of those training areas. Another good thing about exploring that Good Jobs Hawaii website is that the individual also has an opportunity to learn more about the career path that they're looking at taking a training in. We want the individual to have a really good idea of, hey, if you take this training, this is a career path that it, it could lead you down. This is a way to leverage this career path for your development? How does this career path fit in with your prior experience already? So I really want to ensure that individuals, when they go onto the Good Jobs Hawaii website, that they actually take that opportunity and explore that career path a little bit, because we don't want to just train an individual for for training's sake. We really want to try to make that connection that this training was able to allow the participant to develop the skills that they needed in order to get this job within six months of completing their training. It all sounds like very fun and rewarding work that you're doing. Thank you for coming to talk to us about it. Marshall Norman is the program manager for the Good Jobs Challenge Grant. Um, and as always with these podcasts, if you're listening at work or if you're listening where you can actually read, then you'll find information about our guests and where they're from um, in the accompanying notes. If you're driving, don't bother having a loop. Just wait till you pull over. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, brought to you by Altruist. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Do join us next time for more stories of Hawaii's business.